nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. really awful if we received a dmca from nbc like you can't call it that <laughs> um let me move these screens around here okay there we go that's better for us on this end hello everybody out there in the internets how's it going sam S- samantha says holla holla i don't think that's what she means no she's maybe hola i like holla more because <laughs> we came holla okay um, but, you know, I don't really. I think Sam ain't no holla back girl. You're right. I think she ain't no holla back girl. Mm-hmm. Any uh. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Not a holla back girl. Right. Oh shit, she's here. <laughs> you speak of the non holla back girl, and she yeah, appears. <laughs> I'm very tired. So I don't know if you can really hear me. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Dry turned you. And up. the good news is you're not distorted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did that go on your end? Were you Actually, here? Yeah, that is a good question I have for you. Was the music super distorted for you? A little bit. Plus okay. your voice as well. Our oh, voices, our voices are, are, are? are currently distorted? Not current. I mean, just a little bit, like not the best connection, sort of distorted. Okay. Okay, but not like wavering up and down, like somebody's fucking with the volume. Well, I don't even know if it was a volume. It was like wavering with a pitch. Yeah, like the pitch, like if somebody's fucking with the pitch on it. Okay. Let us know if it does. Okay. uh, With the music. (laughs) For me, anyway. Hey, we were having internet issues oh, earlier. Oh no, guys! It might be us. <laughs> what if we need Sam? all the answers, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like we were trying to play the music, and it just would fuck up the pitch. So. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever we did like the initial listening for the main song, we do for like the You're beginning just... of this, it was going like like in a weird pitch way. It was very fun. And uh, like maybe we were in a creepy pasta kind of way, yeah. Like maybe that. And then we all started bleeding hyper realistic blood from our eye. And then everybody stood up and started clapping. Uh, <laughs> blood got everywhere. Uh, Robbie, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you do a thing real quick. If you could okay. just go into there and put your phone to your ear and tell us how this sounds. Okay. Well, in that case, keep talking. Okay, we're gonna keep talking then. Salutations. Um, speaking of creepy pastas. Are you? Uh, am I? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. We're talking about creepy pastas, so maybe we're talking about creepy pastas here. Um, I haven't read one in years. I've I've only actually read, like, actually with my eyes looking at the words, read one. Um, sounds fine. Back in all right, Sam's internet's broken. Sweet, cool. 
<laughs> You're the problem. We're fine. No, we're I'm definitely kidding. having issues too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's not us. <laughs> it's not us. It's her. That's how every relationship goes, right? I don't know if I want to continue that joke. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Um. Yeah. I don't think I've actually, I've not, like I said, I've only like read one and it was the Candle Cove Bay and like the sequel stories to that go on forever. Yeah. That's an issue with creepypastas is at a point people are like, what if I just wrote eight pages? Yeah. Like that's not a pasta at that point. There are some creepypastas that have basically become their own like small novels. So like, it's not even like that. Like the Candle Cove creepypasta, I think it's like a hundred fucking pages now. Jesus. Weird, considering the original is like. Do you guys remember watching a television show? That show never existed, right? Wow, wow. And like the idea is super creepy and weird and stuff. Like cool. And there was a couple of sequel stories that were really cool. And then it was really fucking lame. Uh, And then they made the show off of the uh, creepy pasta. Which what was that show called? Candle Cove. No, no. Uh, the season was Channel called Zero. I think. Channel Zero. Channel Zero, and then the season was called Candle Cove, and it was like fine. It wasn't yeah. terrible. Is that the show. I, that to had, be like, fair, we only watched like three man. episodes of it, and my voice cracked for some reason right there. I watched up to episode five okay. by myself later on, like a year later. <laughs> fair, but yeah, like we watched a couple episodes. And we're like, yeah, it's it's fine. It seems like it might be building up to something? Question mark. But the teeth monster was really fucking creepy. Yeah probably sounded like teeth puppy it, baby monkey puppy baby monkey is that rubber baby your favorite cream pasta it, actually yeah that, <laughs> is that like a statement or is, <laughs> are these just like keywords activate the secret agent <laughs> <laughs> um okay. rubber baby bubby bunky rubber rubber baby bubby rubber bunky. rubber baby bunky Bumpers. What? Bumpers. What? Rubber baby bucky bumpers. What's that from? Is that a thing? It's an actual thing. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, think... considering two of you know it. Yeah. I don't know. He says it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's like I had a weird white vocal tick, and so I used uh, tongue twisters to try to keep it from oh. happening too much. Um, no, it actually is a thing. Like That's what they used, I think, in car seats to keep it from like bumping onto the sides and everything. So it's basically just like a bumper for a baby seat. So Oh, it's baby. a literal rubber yeah. baby bubby bunky bumper. Bump, bunker baby bunky. Roy yes. boingy <laughs> monkey joint. Boingo boingo. <laughs> uh, so anyways. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, honestly, there's been a couple that uh, creepypastas that I read because I just rather enjoy creepypastas, even the bad ones. Um, I actually did see a YouTube video not too long about one of them that like is arguably one of considered to be one of the best ones dealing with a video game and that was the nes godzilla yeah that's creepypasta that's the, i think that's the last one i've read godzilla nes is the official name puppy baby monkey that's a thing <laughs> okay yeah seeker in chat is saying look up puppy baby monkey it is very weird i'm looking it up i it sounds like a weird the opposite of something i would look up puppy baby monkey yeah, we'll it sounds it. like a weird creepypasta monster. That's what I would describe the Ewoks as, the baby ones. <laughs> Kinda! <laughs> the Puppy Baby Monkey is a name of a puppeteered character created by Mountain Dew for a TV commercial that aired on February 7th, 2016, during the Super Bowl 50. Fuck, I know what that is. Yeah, the advertisement has garnered a wide amount of media coverage, both positive and negative. Now I remember! It's I... literally a Puppy Baby Monkey. Yeah, and it just kept saying that. Let me look up the images here for you, Robbie. It, yeah, it just says puppy baby monkey. Puppy baby. It it's... was it's like the 
it's what executives thought millennials laughed at basically that's just creepy it's a yeah. fucking nightmare yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, that's that's the new creepy pasta i wish we could put images in chat that'd be fun yeah no no <laughs> i see now how that would go wrong quickly yeah. i was about to say <laughs> we uh, have enough issues last week's people. chat would have been weirder yeah we enough oh, issues God. with people putting bad text in chat we don't need people putting bad images that's there. true you're right <laughs> but then we could have put the puppy baby monkey no. in chat. okay but yeah godzilla nes is pretty good it jumps the fucking shark yeah <laughs> literally no kind of figuratively okay imagine if your girlfriend died yeah, and okay. you had like an AES game, and it kept like going creepier. Oh, we're still talking about creepy pastas. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were talking about like literally the video game Godzilla no, on NES. It, there is a literally the Godzilla. Actually, I think you said you played it, right? No, we played the no, SNES. SNES one. Oh, the one on NES is like a strategy game, kinda. Like, like it I, is, I think I'm thinking like it had the hexagon system. Yeah, it had like a hexagon yeah. system to where like you'd go from one hexagon to the next, and like each hexagon was like its own level, and then you're working your way to like the boss hexagon. But like yeah. with this one, uh, they're just like these weird like it's the game started in the creepypasta, the uh game started to glitch out a little bit. Uh he and like you end up going to different planets because like there's all there's the nine planets that were since there were nine planets in 1983. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> There's the nine planets and then planet X, which is where you fight the last boss you in would the think game. That wouldn't change, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we <old>. lost one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um... there's like the whole planet X and planet X is where you're supposed to fight the last boss, and you can either play as Godzilla or Mothra yeah. throughout it. But and... you go to hell too in this one. Kind of, you end up going to like these weird planets that are made up, and you end up finding are fighting these uh, either weird made-up monsters or monsters that just weren't in godzilla at all yeah and like this weird gl- glitchy way and then like there's like just these random levels to where uh it just godzilla walking across the map and it says run on it and it's like godzilla running and like this really weird creepy spider creature thing is chasing him yeah at one like, point. And, like if it's it's, it's not like <laughs> believable and but before like it jumps the shark it's like cool in a yeah very like creepy possible like obviously when you read a creepy possible you're not gonna be like oh fuck what if godzilla nes comes out and attacks me like <laughs> you know like, that's the thing i've never got about like the video game creepy pastas like why is it creepy again it's not like it's just like an interesting story like that one it's kind of creepy in the sense of like taking something you really like have a lot of nostalgia for and trying to kind of flip it on its head in a sense like the best ones, I think, are the ones that like just feel like something weird that would have happened in your childhood that you kind of put away. Yeah, uh, I think in that sense, one of my favorite creepypastas dealing with, and I know it's not the most popular one, but it's one of my favorite ones just because like it's almost believable is the Nintendogs creepypasta. <laughs> just because like that one, it's just like, oh, yeah, like it's one of those like I left these Nintendogs alone for five years. And then whenever I picked it up again, like five years still passed for them, but everything got fucked up because I just neglected them for five years. Yeah. Like, I, like, again, it, I don't know. Like, no creepypasta is, like, real, so I don't really... No, like, they're fiction, but, like, I just never understood, like, what if this video game was, was broken? Because <laughs> our did. I don't know. What's, but no, what's I, so scary about, what if Tall Man 
<laughs> like, I don't know. The, like, so for uh, me, the creepypasta actually... that I like the most, and it's one we I even read off last Halloween or yeah. last November. No, October. Be weird if I read off November, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> last October on the live show, I read it off was the yeah, flashlight was... tag. Yeah. And that one's creepy just because, like, oh, right. People kidnap and murder people. That's creepy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, that's because um, it seems more realistic. That's why, um, in my opinion, creepypasta is like 1999 or a lot creepier because I could see something like that actually happening. That one does kind of fall off the rails eventually. And like you kind of realize like, okay, you're reading something that someone made up, but like it starts off as like, I could see something like that actually happening. Right. Also to get back on Godzilla NES. Cause we actually didn't talk about where it jumps the shark yet. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. So like it keeps doing that. And like the game gets weird. <laughs> there is a point where the, the, the writer starts feeling pain from playing the game when he takes damage. And like, the evil monster that chases you is now like attacking him directly, basically. And the angel of the guy's girlfriend like, gives him in the powers, game. appears in the game. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Like up to that point, it's like like obviously it's not real, but it's like feasible. Like this is like a weird thing. Like it's sure. a glitchy well, kind of. It's game like a now. weird mod that somebody made for yeah. the or uh, for the Godzilla thing, and then like. Eventually, it goes from that to like it, the game starts asking him personal questions, yeah. and like the monster is supposed to be like the mental illness that his girlfriend had. It's like and like it's it's absurd. And yeah, I feel like lost. everybody who was like jumped on the bandwagon of creepy pastas, excuse me, are like missed opportunities for Are You Afraid of the Dark writers? Like just a whole generation of Are You Afraid of the Dark but, and like, Goosebumps writers. It's literally just people who grew up on Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps writing stories. Like it's 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 right. the chicken. It's the opposite is what's happening. Like people who grew up with those kind of campy kind of stories that did give them a little bit of the chills. Yeah, are now writing stories without the nuance that a lot of them would have. That's the pro- that's the problem I have with a lot of creepypastas yeah. is they just say fuck nuance. Yeah, because like that's the thing. Like. Even, like even like the best ones do usually have a bit of that issue with them. Yeah, where yeah. it's like a dead, dead. Bah. I mean, yeah. Even flashlight tag has at the end like, and then she actually was dead though. Isn't dun, that dun. weird? But who was phone? <laughs> but who was phone? <laughs> God damn it! That one sucks so much. It's, so <laughs> it's the worst. There's that one. Was it men hook car hand door? Yeah, there's so so many dumb ones. Uh. Like, I don't know, like, how did we even get here? I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was buying time. Yeah. You're buying <laughs> time, <laughs> and like I was saying, I think it started because uh, we had that weird distorted music because oh, right. it didn't load correctly on oh, the podcast. Yeah. Right. I was we're like, in oh, the... we're, we're in a pod, or we're in a creepypasta now. Right. But, um, what yeah. do we do again? That's, we talk uh, about, like. We talk about, yeah, whatever, and then eventually, like, some mysterious person in chat starts saying weird detailed things about yeah, our lives that they could donkey. never know because it's, like it's the... not like someone that we know in real life is in the chat and hint, hint, wink wink <laughs> and then we start losing our limbs oh no one at a time because chat deems it for so. every down like we get <laughs> i feel like this is a creepypasta somewhere old leave me alone i feel like this might be creepypasta somewhere where like somebody has to live stream there or else like they die i mean that's like unfriended well and like yeah, it's uh, like what, every social. That's say, like a. I was gonna say hide and seek. That's not the right game. The truth of dare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what boomers think Gen Zs are afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if? Sure. I stream. I stream, and someone 
docs actually being docs is actually terrifying, actually docs is bad and that, i think that was a black mirror episode too probably black Pretty mirrors sure. are all episodes as long as technology bad yeah except for one episode where technology pretty good yeah i don't know you, you tried showing me Black Mirror. I just, I didn't, I really didn't get it. Maybe it would be better with a different episode. Like, there's yeah, probably there's an episode pretty good episodes of Black Mirror. With more, what was the, you showed me the one where everyone's in the battery, basically. And yeah, their battery everything. and like them yeah. being on the battery gives them points to live life, which is just what life is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's episodes I think you would like, but I'd have to find ones that would cater to E specific things. Yeah. Like bees. Yeah. I do like bees. Yeah, see, there's an episode for you then. There we go. Well, are bees in the positive or negative light? Bees good. Ooh. Bee robots bad. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I hate that so many Black Mirror is literally just technology bad. <laughs> that's, it's, that's the whole show. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe it's because, like, I kind of like Twilight Zone because I think there's some neat ideas with it instead of always being technology bad. So there's something that the newest season did. It was only three episodes. Uh-huh. They're each an hour and a half long. The Choose Damn. Your Own Adventure or whatever? Huh? The Choose Your Own Adventure thing? No. That was a different thing. Was that also technology bad? I don't know. I didn't finish it. Because uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like an interactive thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but the snatch? three newest episodes, I think they're the newest still, was all technology actually pretty good. One is like, technology let me realize that I'm gay for my best friend, and it lets me act that out. Um, act that out? Yeah, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. Okay. Um, the other one is like, technology bad, except for like, maybe good, because pop star real now. Um, and the other one, I don't remember. So that one might have actually been technology, technology bad. Technology good, because someone got hit by a car and I could call an ambulance. <laughs> Actually, like one of my favorite episodes is just a technology good episode. It's like v- that's two people living in VR and they love each other and they just get to spend eternity together. Like that's the episode. Okay, it's just uh, cute. <laughs> I just, I just like that episode. A lot of people really hate that episode. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's because you can't have good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in the wrong way. But... Yeah, you did. You put <laughs> the wrong emphasis on the words. <laughs> um. Anyway, Robbie, Dread X Collection. Yeah. So I'm starting on the <laughs> second one. Yeah, Dread 2X Collection. Oh, just Dread X Collection 2. Uh, Dread 2X. <laughs> D2RX. <laughs> Anyways, X gonna give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one was, uh, like I said, the first one was uh, PT inspired. Sorry. So Neither do we. Yeah, we have no idea. What, we're, we're just spouting out bullshit. Our, our live show, we just talk. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not much structure. Um, Seeker saying, I have no idea what any of this is. Yeah, none of us do either. We just sort of ramble whatever comes to mind. Yeah. We're literally just trying, we're fucking with each other at this point in time for the sake of fucking with each other. And then 100 Yard Alchemist says, maybe this is the geek one in me, but bees and ants are the most intriguing insects in the animal kingdom. I would agree. They're very, like, intelligent in how they have really good problem solving skills. Stuff that you would usually assume of higher level mammals. I think we actually learned a lot about like building machines through ants and stuff yeah. because yeah, of like their exoskeletons and stuff. Well, right? also with bees too, just because like uh, that we found out that like the hexagonal shapes that they use for their beehives is actually one of the most structurally sound yeah. ways to build something, which is why um, whenever they need something to be stronger, it's usually in a hexagonal form. Yeah, like hexagon hexagons are basically one of the best shapes you could ever have, <laughs> and it's weird we decided squares for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, man, hexagons are good. 
Fuck that though. Yeah. It's a well, bullshit. Like, it, Some it, fucking bee houses. We're not bees. Well, the weird thing, because like the the issue a square has is like if you have four squares together, mm-hmm. diagonals longer than anything else. Whereas hexagon avoids that issue by every every like side thing would be the same exact length. Stuff like that, basically. Yeah, but then like it's a lot harder to choose which wall to put your couch on. No, you have more walls to choose. But there are like so many so many choices at that point. You just put your couch in the middle of the room. Don't you do that anyways? So what you're saying is you I want do less realize choice. now that we just did that anyways. <laughs> so so what you're saying is you want less choices and you want a triangular. No, if room. he needs the least choices, he needs a circle room. There's only mm-hmm. one side to put your couch on. It's true. <laughs> or under bridge. No couch. Don't have to worry about the couch so problem. Sam just, just said sure. Just a statement. I don't think it needs explanation. <laughs> Very self-explanatory. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, like I, I think the way that we do tunnels and the way that we build structures, like, because like the way that uh, ant hills are built up and like the way that beehives are built and everything, like it is. People learned a lot from animals and insects included. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Uh, 100 Yard Alchemist is saying, ants grow their own food. We literally eat bee baby food. Ants keep trophies of dead enemies' heads. We also keep trophies of dead enemies' heads. Or we used to. Yeah. They used to be a deterrent. (laughs) We definitely don't do that now in my freezer. Doesn't stay very long. In your freezer? (laughs) Doesn't help with, like, the getting rid of enemies part. Unless you tell them to look in your freezer. And they're like, ooh, lunch. Yeah, and I guess then it's a whole different yeah. complicated problem. <laughs> anyways, uh So anyways, yeah. Yeah, the Dreadx Dreadx collection, collection uh <laughs> the first collection was a collection of games that are made in 7 days uh by some of the best indie developers and were very PT inspired. Uh this one is kind of a they wanted a new take on Lovecraft Lovecraftian horror. Uh-huh. Uh and they gave them 10 days instead and you can actually tell like with the extra 3 days that they got to make these games, like a lot of them are a lot more polished and a lot better. I haven't beaten all of them yet, but I'm getting there. I think I'm about halfway through it right now. I've done five of the ten games, I think. Okay. Uh, pretty good so far. So far, I think my favorite one is uh, To the End of Days because it's very much... Uh, it's almost Duke Nukem, but uh, during an alien invasion slash the apocalypse. Is it better, though? It's better than uh, forever. Which Duke Nukem? Because looking back at Duke Nukem... I don't have any good memories of Duke Nukem. What about Duke Nukem 2, the one that was a platformer? I don't think you ever played that one. I have. I don't think Dry has. My best memory of Duke Nukem is Duke Nukem something where it was third person. Zero Hour? Maybe. That was one for 64, right? Yes. Yes, uh, Zero Hour. But yeah, anyways, like it's first person mode game. Uh, basically, there's a cult that uh, is hailing the end of the world being a good thing, and you're trying to get back home to your family in that one. And they basically say like an and uh, an asteroid is coming towards Earth and there's nothing that they can do about it. So the world's going to end and like, sorry, like this is going to be the end of days and there's nothing we can do about it. And so like you're just trying to get back to your family towards the end of days while cult is trying to stop you. So you you just have a shotgun, which I think he calls like the. Um, it, boomstick, not a boomstick. He calls it. I'm trying to remember exactly what he calls Bang it. Stick. The pump and chunk. Um <laughs> <laughs> Pump and chump? Yeah, you pump a shotgun <laughs> and anyone on the other end's a chump. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <Just totally laughs> we'll go with that. Sure. 
it's like the uh, face rearranger or something like that is what he calls it okay but yeah uh but it's a duke nukem name yeah, yeah. exactly because there's that and like there's an axe on the end or on the end of the shotgun in case you run out of ammo he talks in a very gravelly voice like this the entire time so it that's why i'm saying it kind of has like that so they're going for that yeah they're going for that kind of vibe but it is very much like you're fighting a cult and then pieces of the our asteroid i keep on wanting to call it an android for some stupid reason <laughs> uh, pieces of the ball. apparently uh pieces of the asteroid fall down and like they're all cube shaped and like it turns out like this is actually part of an alien vessel and like it's aliens taking over and so it becomes lovecraftian because like the alien enemies that you fight are actually the same enemies that you run away from in um karthak or karthak i think is how you pronounce it cardiac no <laughs> We had this conversation last week. <laughs> <laughs> Catharsis. Cathartic. Yeah, they're bas- they're like these weird wire mesh creatures that have glowing red eyes that Fancy. you have to fight uh, like that. And like tentacles start popping out of the ground because Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I think for what it is for a game that was made in 10 days, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, other than that, like another one that a lot of people talk about this one for me, in my opinion, was probably the creepiest one was uh, the squirrel stapler game. <laughs> So is this a squirrel with a stapler? Nope. It is it a don't guy. Don't beat up baby ducklings or whatever. Is that movie's don't called? eat no. baby ducks. <laughs> don't torture ducklings. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say don't eat baby ducks? I think you should still follow that advice. It, that's Probably. fair. That's fair. No, like this one is creepier in the sense that like uh, you're a hunter living out in the middle of the woods and apparently you killed your beloved and skinned them. And now you're going to staple squirrels to them to make them more beautiful. That is literally the premise of that game. Okay. And uh, yeah, it gets really weird because like you do that and then like the um, the angry spirits of squirrels will start to attack you because as they don't want to do. because they don't want to be stapled to a person. As, no, just as that, they do. not the dying. Yeah, the dying's fine. It's just don't staple us to a person. You yeah, fucking exactly. asshole. Exactly. And then as you get later on, because it takes place over the course of five days, um, like towards the third and like third and fourth day, I guess third, fourth and fourth and fifth. Uh, there's squirrel bears, which are just like giant squirrels with <laughs> everything I in the world. Is a squirrel. Is like yeah, everything's just squirrel. One, but it's just... No, no, no. It, it, so the ending was super off putting on that okay. one because like it's just like it's very like generic shooter kind of game where like, you know, kind of like the big hunt games where you have to like walk around the wilderness for a while until you find an mm-hmm. animal and then shoot it. But since this one was done in 10 days, he built a pretty decent sized map and then didn't have enough time to like make squirrel animation. So they're like very <laughs> poorly drawn squirrels that are just they're not walking. They're just sliding across the ground. <laughs> so it really feels like you're in a shooting gallery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was really kind of hoping 100 Yard Alchemist would come in and just be like, so, as you know, we actually learned from squirrels that <laughs> <laughs> we actually learned how I'm to store food from squirrels. Yeah, we didn't believe in refrigerators before we started watching squirrels. Um, we saw them hiding their nuts. <laughs> Nick Dog eight eight nine one says, "What shooter were you guys talking about?" So, uh, yeah, it's from the Dreadx Collection too. It's called Squirrel Stapler. <laughs> so, so it, it, it's very weird. That but like, iconic game. Yeah, yeah the iconic, the iconic game stapler. where you shoot squirrels and then staple them to a body that you are a dead body in your house. I guess. What what is this ending that So the ending of it is because like the whole thing is apparently you're angering God by doing this and so God is going to come in 5 days. Was he a squirrel? No. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. But like <laughs> at the end of the 5th day when you get like your you you hunt your squirrels, you get what you're supposed to get. Uh, a timer comes up saying uh get prepared God is coming. And you just hear a chorus singing God is coming and the chorus gets more distorted in like the 2 minutes that you have for it until the the timer hits 0. 
and like a super distorted loud voice you just hear them saying louder and louder god is here god is here god is here and like louder and louder and you keep hearing like these weird sounds and like because i have the really good directional earphones the weird sounds come from behind you and when, whenever you turn around it's like this weird eldritch god that's behind you and then the game just ends. right i forgot that was the theme right yeah. eldritch horror yeah so it's basically the bible but what if more squirrels eh. also he really abandoned the squirrel thing a god isn't a squirrel <laughs> i mean weirdly enough uh in that game god is like a weird goat head so i mean if it's gonna if you're gonna have a squirrel bear like why stop at that point <laughs> squirrel yeah. alligators i next. was i was honestly <laughs> expecting like uh, whenever i first saw it like i ended up having to like look it up even more to see exactly what it was because i was thinking like maybe it's some weird distorted version of a squirrel because <laughs> everything else is squirrel in this game <laughs> if you zoom in it's actually made of squirrel <laughs> each pixel is a squirrel <laughs> It's a lot of squirrels. Yeah, so far it's weird. Uh, Some of them are kind of campy. Like there's actually a game that's making fun of uh, dating simulators wherever you're like dating an eldritch horror. Fine. Yeah, because why not? Yeah, why not? There's a couple of those. Uh, I think for me, what's coolest about that game is that it's kind of a game within a game because instead of just having like a screen and like you click on which mini game you want to play, it's actually make it, they made it to where like uh, you have some unknown disease and that eats away at your memory. And so what the guy has you do is he has you like kind of solve these puzzles. Anytime you solve a puzzle, it gives you a key that unlocks a VHS tape. And each one of the mini games is one of the VHS tapes that you're watching. That seems fun. So it's uh, a game in a game in that sense. So it, it's pretty interesting how they did this one. I'm my enjoying issue it. With those is always like, it's cool the first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think any of these you could play over and over though. No, I mean, maybe there's, I don't know. Sometimes you just like want to be like, I thought that was a really good game. Let me try it again. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, because it's a mixture of games made by different developers, some are pretty good, great. Some are just kind of eh. Some are just plain of bad. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a mixed so bag. And that's what I like about them is because you're not exactly sure what you're going to get with each game. Yeah. Um, speaking of this Dread X question, I just watched a video talking about a failed game jam reality TV show. Almost seems like a good idea, but is a terrible idea. Yeah. So it seems great. Like they had a bunch of indie developers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somebody from the team of Celeste was on there. Um, they had a bunch of YouTubers as like host represented or like team representatives. Okay. It's like John Tron and um, what's the guy you watch, Robbie? Markiplier. Okay. He was involved with it. A couple of other people that I have no idea who they fucking are. Critical. Um, Angry Joe was one of the judges. Uh, and it was like a bunch of just indie teams going in and like the whole idea was it was going to be a game jam and it was going to show like the reality of what it's like to do a four hour game jam. In reality, <laughs> I don't it know was if just... they want to show the reality. Yeah. It's literally a just a guy jam. typing on a or typing on a computer like, OK, God damn it. Like, get that bug out of there. OK, I'm going to do this and do this. And like just typing on a computer <laughs> for four hours while he keeps on telling a guy with a camera to get the light out of his face. So that's the thing. They were all on board. They were like all on board to film it and just like show what it was actually like to do that. And they just wanted to show like what the process really is so people don't like have this higher version of what they think it is in their head and then their one sponsor for half a million dollars was pepsico oh and and they wanted everybody to be holding mountain dew and only drinking mountain dew on set oh, uh no nothing that isn't mountain dew branded or pepsi branded on the set at all ever um they tried to start drama between people like actual their actual game does by the yeah. way like working in the industry um and all kinds of stuff um nobody took the bait nobody started drawing with each other nobody mm-hmm. would talk shit about each other because they're all professionals they don't want to keep being yeah, professionals. Uh, they're f- 
one of the rules of indie devs is don't shit talk other indie devs. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it all failed. Everybody literally by the end of the first day of shooting left the project and would not go back on. Um, yeah. Wow. It's a, it was like a whole story. It's uh, very interesting. People should go look it up. I don't do it justice by explaining it in two seconds. Uh, yeah, I might. <laughs> what do you... It sounds like there's more drama in making it than there was in the actual show. Absolutely. What was cool? Where did you find this? YouTube. What was it called? No idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> game Jam. Uh, Pepsi. Uh, Mountain Dew Game Jam. Pepsi. Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> show. See if the YouTube gods. It, was, it never came How out. How one man ruined the $400,000 Mountain Dew Game Jam. Maybe. Let's see. I mean, it has a picture. Yeah, the first thing that popped up whenever I looked at it was Polygon did an article on an indie game uh, dev reality show collapsed on the first day of filming. I mean, all of these seem to be covering the same story. Yeah. We just got to find the video. One has John Tron. Oh, wait. Is that the same? It doesn't matter. It's probably just look up Game Jam Pepsi Mountain Dew show and you'll probably find it. Yeah, I just looked up Game Jam Reality TV. Yeah, that probably would have been a better thing to look up than Game Jam Pepsi Mountain Dew show. It's actually like a really fucked up story that they tried to like fuck up all these developers and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, but if you don't have random fucking forced drama, how are you going to have a television? And they tried to put in like stupid reality TV challenges like they'd have to like stop you have to type with chopsticks. No, like literally stop and like play a game and like stuff like that. And there was one one thing that they did on set that the person was saying was there was like somebody fucked up. Your penalty is to create the game with no power for 30 minutes. What? A game. How do you on a computer with no power where you use electricity? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could like plan stuff on paper, but like that's literally just you can't work basically yeah. it's really stupid it was uh, the whole thing just was a bad idea once pepsi got involved and they hired a bunch of bad people for the job it was not great stuff mm-hmm. i don't even know if the final product would have been good by itself anyway i think it would have been boring yeah anyways but so, like especially with extra force drama yeah yeah i mean like i'm i would just be down to like watch a documentary on like how these game jams are made uh our game jam games are made i mean like, a lot of high level game jam people just document the process. Some of them yeah. live stream as they go. And some of them after they make it, will have a video that's like how I made spaghetti man three in 24 hours. Yeah. yeah like, like I, I'd be okay with that. that. Yeah. I'd... You could just find that exists is my point. Like yeah. this show. Already... They're trying to make, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And like, there's a place you can watch that. Like train jam is a thing where it's an entire game jam just on a train. Okay. Like that's the pitch. Um, I think some of that is recorded and put online, I think. Um, See, that would yeah. actually have been a better idea. It was like, hey, you're riding a train to, to the game jam. You have to get the game done or on the train and have it done before we get there. Like that would be that's basically the idea, I think. Yeah. yeah. That would be that's a better idea than them just like, hey, force drama while making games. Yeah. Uh anyway, really interesting story. Drink Mountain Dew through a funnel. No. Your challenge is drink the most Mountain Dew before puking. That that was that was going to be a challenge, I think, actually. Who could drink the most Mountain That's Dew? That's dangerous. Yeah. And then who can hold their pee the longest? All of them. You have to pee in a Mountain Dew bottle. You're not allowed to use the bathroom. <laughs> and then as a you new use the bathroom challenge, after you fill up the Mountain Dew bottle. They have two normal Mountain Dew bottles and that Mountain Dew bottle. And it's like the clamshell games. And they're just... Which one's urine and which one's actual Mountain Dew? And they drink it, and all they've been drinking is Mountain Dew, so you actually can't tell the difference. <laughs> now, honestly, 
the concept of having to drink Mountain Dew for like six hours because it's the game jam and all the extra shit is honestly awful. In <laughs> it was four days. Yeah, that four sounds, days of game jam. Yeah, that just sounds awful having yeah. to drink that much Mountain Dew. Anyways, I mean, yeah, seems like just like the worst, right? <laughs> you're drinking a Mountain Dew. I drink more Diet Coke than you're drinking Mountain Dew. Actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> just like the ha- I, whenever my- like sponsorships get involved with something like that, it just makes it bad. Usually, but yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I think I agree. I don't know if it would have been that amazing. Like, I think it would have been boring. But like, even like, if you like the indie devs, it probably would have been a cool watch to basically just watch him just to do watch a them game work. Jam. Yeah, because like that's, a, I do I do follow a lot of like random devs that just do game jams a lot, and it's cool to see the creative process because you know under limitations breeds creativity a lot mm-hmm. of times yada yada. But yeah, yeah, it's just uh yeah. But was that all of the Dread X that you had played so far in this one? Yeah, so far, like I said, I think I'm like halfway through it, but no, okay. because. I work too much as an individual. I haven't played a whole <laughs> lot of it because like my whole idea was just like, if I like, once I beat this, uh, or once I beat this, then I'm going to run onto Soma. Cause I was like starting the second Dread X collection whenever Dread you're telling X me to three. try. <laughs> I mean, I might, there's four of them. Yeah. He's, he got them all. I think. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, E Hi. when I was typing up the description for this episode, you said something about Roblox. Yeah. So, um, Something, Something about, about Roblox? Roblox? Yeah. Um, I watched a short documentary about um, not specifically Roblox, but their payment system for like the creators of the games they make on Roblox. Okay. Uh, how much do you know about Roblox? Because if I had to explain that, like, do you understand how the system works? It is a video game. <laughs> okay. Um, it looks like a ripoff Minecraft, but slightly better and slightly worse. It's way older. Um... There are like a bunch of little mini games inside of it that I think you have to either purchase or you get in and it has purchases within them. Okay, you got it with the second one. And those mini games are actually made by the people who play Roblox. Okay. Rather than Roblox. Some are made by Roblox, obviously, but like those are the people who play Roblox. Okay. So it was about the practices there. And here's so here's the thing. Um a lot of people will give like Steam shit for their thirty percent cut. Mm-hmm. Roblox has a 75.5% cut of revenue. Jesus. Holy fuck. Your cut is paid in their digital... In Roblox? Yes. And you can't get that out of Roblox. You can, but at a hefty loss. Oh. To the point another where... another 75% loss. Yeah. A lot of devs on that said it's basically better just to keep it in Roblox and pay for more advertising. Because you pay for advertising what? of your game. Yeah, you you basically bet <laughs> like you basically try to bet to get advertising. Huh. So what does that get them in the end then? More money. That they have to keep in Roblox? If you make enough, you can take it out and it would be worth something. You don't make a lot. You do. Do people do? Some do. The top some people yeah some of the top creators make enough money to buy a snickers bar <laughs> <laughs> like the top creators make enough to like do that basically huh but like the biggest thing is like roblox constantly acts, acts like the, well every website that has people who make the top percentage who make money but roblox will basically campaign and be like you could be the next big game and make money off of your game and so, okay here's my other question 
is there like a building game software built into Roblox or you yes. just have to okay basically so okay. like Roblox has its own like system to help and you can like create stuff like people have made honestly pretty good stuff in Roblox okay but <laughs> yeah I was watching that it's insane and like you know how uh, Epic actually was getting in huge trouble with Apple for trying to be like hey we're just gonna sell our stuff in our own mm -hmm. Roblox does that like they have their own in-game thing they get around it they don't call them games oh what do they call them some some weird thing like software enhances or like something like along those lines huh. so you can't put on a resume then developer of or like game developer of you have to put like creator of software probably i mean I don't, on a resume you can put <laughs> You can probably put, put whatever you want, I guess. But yeah, but like, I was like watching that. It's like, man, it's just, and he had like uh, some of the devs and like workers, that, not of Roblox, obviously, but like people mm -hmm. who have made stuff for Roblox and like had them on. The most sad one, there was like an 11 year old kid who already like did the entire like game dev cycle and it was jaded basically. Oh, talk about how like it's you can't like build up because you can't get advertising because you don't make enough money from the game, but you can't. And how it's like a bad cycle. Where only it's a bad like the cycle towards yeah. To where stay. now an eleven-year-old owes Roblox thousands of dollars for advertising, <laughs> and it's just like insane. Like watching, like man, this sucks. And like, one they had to have they had an anonymous person too because it was one of the top devs. But he he's like, I don't want Roblox to like <laughs> see me complain. Basically, oh, because he works like so closely with Roblox since he makes so much oh yeah huh and i think the real kicker roblox is like the fourth or so like most making money company basically yeah like in all of games yeah yeah <laughs> it's insane how much money they make and nobody talks about it actually right that's the one thing i do know about roblox yeah because it makes tons of fucking money well that's how it makes its money by, by screwing it stealing money yeah. yeah by screwing the people who make content for it huh so yeah i was that was just insane man that's so shitty yeah huh more people need to be talking about that then yeah that was because <laughs> like it gets brought up every now and then but like it's one of those things where people who see those people actually make money are like well you shouldn't complain because you get money no, barely <laughs> yeah. apparently yeah huh but yeah, it was crazy to watch that un and just like see that unfold. It's like, yeah, wow, that that's sucks. really fucked. Yeah. Huh. Well, I watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing Roblox. <laughs> so I was playing Roblox the other day. Fuck you, E. Uh, no. <laughs> In a weird turn of events, I was watching a movie on Roblox. They have like a weird Netflix add-on to I think them. There, you can if you really want to. I think there is a thing uh, where you there can was, watch movies. Yeah, I was going to say because... The more you talk about Roblox, the more it makes you think about Gary's Mod, but there's no monetary value to any of it. It's just a game that's there. I mean, and Gary's Mod is sold. Yeah. Yeah. They made money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Gary made money off of it, but people yeah. who add on stuff to it just add on to it because they love playing Gary's Mod. Uh, I know there's some people that are like, hey, here's my PayPal. Like, help me keep my server up and running. Like, <laughs> help there's me people live. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's people who do that every now and then. But at one point in time, they had like a, a theater set up for it where like they would actually like put uh either youtube or netflix or something into there and like you'd go into a movie theater and like sit in the movie theater and watch movies with people yeah uh i went into that once and never again 
oh, there is just like I remember I went to one of them and there's like four people who are all playing music at the same time, but they're all playing different songs and they're doing it louder than the movie was actually playing. And like, what are they even doing in there then? Just being, yeah, just being trolls. Basically, I remember like at one point in time, I did find a movie theater where they were showing like the 1994 Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) And like I sat down, like I was like, okay, I can see why this is considered to be a bad movie. And I just saw someone's avatar slowly moving in front of my (laughs) avatar. And like his mic was like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm like, watching. I'm, I'm leaving is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm watching Super Mario Brothers. Get out of my face. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's mod is a is a very crazy, fun, but sometimes terrible place. Yeah. Mod is, yeah. It's, it's like one of those it, things where I think it's a lot of fun with friends, but I would never yeah, play it Yeah, it, it is one of those that counts on what group you're with. Like, you can find some terrible people on Gary's mod, but you can find some pretty... Fun things to do, especially with friends on Gary's Mod, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I watched um, a movie called The Night House. Any good? Yeah, so it's one that I hadn't really heard much about, Is honestly. Is this a sequel to The Lighthouse? No. Um, this is good for one. Oh. <laughs> Boom, ba, zingers! Ahoo! Woohoo! Just turn into Mario. <laughs> that's 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 the fate of all men in this world. To turn into Mario. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I could hop on stuff. No, um, that's illegal. You either die the Mario or you live long enough to become the Luigi. <laughs> that sounds what? better. <laughs> you can jump higher. Yeah, he jumps way higher. But he has a really hard time running. Mm. He slides a lot. That's true. Mm-hmm. Has soap shoes on. No, that's Sonic. So oh, Nighthouse. <laughs> the Nighthouse. Um I hadn't heard much about it, honestly. I had like seen the posters in the theater a lot, and like saw it, uh, some of a trailer. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, this sounds sort of interesting." And then I forgot about it <laughs> okay. until this week when I was like, "I want to see a movie." Oh like, yeah, what movie exists? What's out? And I was like looking. I was like, "Oh, the Night House." Oh wow! Like critics really fucking love this movie. It's like okay, I'll watch the full trailer. Watch the full trailer. I was like, "Ooh, that does look good." So I was like, "Hey, Liz, can I go see this movie?" And she was like, "No." <laughs> She's like, bring me popcorn. So I did. Um, <laughs> and so I went and saw this movie. And before I even talk about the movie, I got to talk about the audience I saw it with. It might be one of the most obnoxious audiences I've I've sat in with in a long fucking time. Um, the guy who was sitting next to me with his girlfriend, like two or three seats down. Um, was maybe one of the worst human beings in the world. Okay. He is a total douchebag, I found out afterwards. But during the movie, he's like sitting there, and I'm not kidding, every minute and a half, he would move something. He would move his uh, one of his body parts obnoxiously, not just like move his arm. It'd be like, <sighs> like slamming his arms around or like slamming his legs around. And I don't know if he was doing this to be a dick, but he like put his recliner to where it was basically just looking at the floor, and he would constantly be scooting back up to his seat. And it was almost like he wasn't even sitting in the seat. Like, I don't know how to describe it on a podcast. Like, I can show it to you guys. Okay, it would yeah. be awkward still, though. Um, but it's like almost as though he was like standing almost. But like in his chair still. And so he, he like kept re- scooting up. Yeah. So he like reclined it back and then moved it forward. Yeah. I don't know what he did. It was really obnoxious and annoying. He kept like moving his shirt in a really weird way that I thought something weird was going on for a while. But then I stared at him and it, he was just weird. <laughs> Um, I thought he was doing something weird with his girlfriend and I was like, I gotta move. Um, but no, super obnoxious, like to the point where he was literally tapping on the fucking leather chair next to me 
after a while, like he would just go like, <sighs> like just a fucking random ass rhythm. Um, it was so fucking annoying, obnoxious. Halfway through the movie, he just gave up on everything and started looking at his phone. Oh, um, and I was able to just like put my hand up and I wouldn't see the glare on it and I wouldn't see the glow. And I was like, fine, he's not making noise at least. I can just fucking ignore him, eat my popcorn, and drink my drink. And then he started watching YouTube. <laughs> His thing was full blast. No, he didn't do that, thankfully. <laughs> but he just kept being obnoxious throughout the whole thing. At the end of the movie, like literally, goes to credits two seconds in. You see the first tile in the credit. He stands up. He says, all right, let's fucking get out of here. This is why we don't go to your fucking movies. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were being an obnoxious asshole, but now you're just a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Um... Before the movie, I thought the teenagers that were sitting in the row behind me were going to be a problem because they were just being annoying teenagers. Once the movie started, didn't hear a fucking peep. I, honestly, that's usually teenagers in my experience. Yeah. In movies. Um, and then there was just a couple who brought their dog. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that either. But they did that. <laughs> okay. So did they like hide it under their chair somehow? So I think I here's what I think happened because they were just sitting there like a few rows behind me. And like talking like normal people talk with words and human word interactions. Um, and then the movie starts and they both leave. Like right when the movie starts, I'm like, okay, maybe they're in their own movie. And then they both come back with a dog. So I think they literally like waited till the movie started so that people wouldn't be like around like uh, workers. Dog. And they went out and some of it, one of them went to the exit and the other went to the car and brought in the dog through the exit. Jeez. Why? I don't know. The dog, like, didn't do anything. I think it, like, moved around. The dog around. really wanted to see that movie. dog was way into it. He's like, I haven't seen a horror movie in a while. I need this. Um, but no, the dog dog was fine. It didn't bark or anything like that. It was just a sleepy dog from what I can tell. It was fine. The, the people talked more, though. <laughs> people, they people talked. Anyway, the audience sucked. My audience was fucking garbage. <laughs> I just am baffled by the fact that people smuggled in a dog to a movie theater. Yeah. Like... Why did you, I know I need to sit up? Why did why would they even need the dog anyways? Like, if you're going somewhere, just like leave your dog at home. Just leave your dog at home. Like, what are you doing? Just leave your dog at home. It's fine for two hours. I mean, I still think it's not as bad as most obnoxious crowd I had to deal with in a movie. But it was also at Job Corps, so it makes more sense. Right, and Sam in the chat is saying service dog, but I don't think service dog because you wouldn't need to sneak it in. Yeah, like they if someone was trying to sneak in this service, I think with the service dog thing, it's like, oh, like this dog warns me before I have a seizure or something like that. Like they legally have to let the dog in. Yeah, um, but like, no, 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 you don't get an emotional support dog in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah there's actually been a crackdown on that of uh, like uh people who say like oh this is my emotional support dog like yeah that's a stupid reason to cool can i see your emotional support dog papers yeah pretty much <laughs> but like, if you're going to a movie in like a big bombastic thing like you don't get an emotional support dog because it's just that's called a dog that's what dogs are yeah <laughs> um service dog completely understand but you don't sneak a service dog in that's just you have them there the whole time you don't leave them in the car and go get them when the movie starts. That's not yeah. how it works. Which, to be fair, it's also been hot around here lately. Leaving a dog in there just to try to sneak it in afterwards is still a dick move. Yeah, just leave your dog at home. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the movie itself, The Night House, really good. Okay. Really, 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 really good. E couldn't watch it. Okay. 
I wasn't sold on it anyways from your description of it. It being really, really, really good? No. <laughs> the audience? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just the name didn't sell me, so I was just out. Sorry. So I'm going to spoil know. a couple things for it. It's okay. literally the beginning of the movie, so it's not too spoilery. Sam, okay. I imagine you're the person who would want to watch it, so just plug your I mean, I'd be okay with watching it. Too bad. I think you would both like it a okay. lot. So the very first thing you learn is that her husband killed himself at the house. They live on a lake house. He went to the boat into the lake and shot himself with a pistol that this is in the trailer also Yeah, with a pistol that she didn't even know they owned. And so the whole setup is her dealing emotionally with her husband having killed himself in this home that he built and her not knowing if she wants to stay living in this house or not. And the first 30 minutes of this movie really is just being with her, following her, and seeing how she deals with the PTSD of this event and the emotions therein. And after that, it starts getting into the other stuff, which I don't want to spoil, because okay. I think is very, 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 very good. It sounds almost a similar idea to what they did with Hereditary. Kind of. Not really, though. Okay. Um it gets into... That's enough to give me an idea, at least. It gets into spirituality, and it's more of a psychological thriller than any... Not thriller. Horror. It okay. is horror. It is a psychological horror to where you don't know what is real. For her or for the audience. Okay. Um, in a very good way. <clears throat> um... Which, actually, speaking of that, I was going to say, one movie I wanted to watch for this week's podcast, but I just never found the time to actually sit down and do it, is I still really want to watch Jacob's Ladder. It's very good. Yeah. You should watch it. I, I definitely need to watch that. Besides that, uh, I know that you were talking about doing Midsommar at one point in time for the podcast, but I'm reaching the point of, like, I just need to watch that movie. October's coming up. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what we'll see what October holds. Right. I'm wanting to do some cool stuff with October. So we'll see. That you would not be excited <clears> over. <throat> No. Some of it I think he will be. We're going to watch Frey versus Jason 2. So far, we have like a rough 80s thing going with the ideas. We'll see what, we'll see what, what, uh, what, what that transpires. But yeah, um, I, want, I do want to say my favorite scene in this movie shows the emotional state of this person. Um, and it's very early on. It's like the fourth scene in the movie. Yeah. But it shows the emotional state of this person. She's a teacher. And she goes to the very last day of school. She's like, I have to push some grades through. I have to get all this through. I just, I felt like I didn't want to be at home. So I should be here. And so she goes and you see her like looking at the grades on her computer in her classroom. It's all turned down. Everything's like put away for the, for the semester. And she's looking at grades and she like leans onto her arm on the desk and closes her eyes. And she opens them to a knock on the door. And it's like three hours later. And on her laptop is just a bunch of pistols. Um, like her, I think doing research on like what pistol her husband killed himself with. Okay. Um, so that's what's going on in her mind. Right. Um, and a, a parent walks in like, Hey, I'm the parent of, I think it's, I'm going to say a blah, blah, blah. Austin. I don't think it's Austin, but I'm going to say Austin. Cause the name, it could have been uh, Houston. It could, I, I think actually maybe Houston, <laughs> San Antonio. It was Texas. <laughs> Brownsville. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Houston actually because it might have been Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
he's like, hey, I'm, uh, he, I'm, or you're the teacher for Houston, blah, blah, blah. She's like, Houston, 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 last name, because I really don't remember that. Um, blah, blah, blah. Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I just have so many Houstons in my classes here. She's like, oh, really? How many? Three. Four. <laughs> Take a seat. Okay. <laughs> she really said three. It was great. It's very funny. Um, and so the parent sits down. She's like, I'm, I'm Houston's parent. Um, I just came to talk to you today because Houston got a C in the class. She's like, oh, okay. Let me look it up. She's like, no, it's a C. It's on the website. Okay. Let me look it up. She pulls it up. Yeah. Fucking, that's the most annoying thing anyone ever tells you. It's like, no, it's that. Yeah. Okay. I still need to confirm. But still, she's a teacher, so she yeah. doesn't need to confirm it. Um, but it's like, so she pulls up. She's like, yeah, it's a C. Um, what about it? She's like, well, he said that you said that he could make up the grade. Um, but then he wasn't able to give you the paper. She's like, um, yeah, it looks like his very last assignment. He didn't turn in. She's like, right. He came in on last Thursday. She's like, the last day of school? Yeah, and you weren't here, he said, though. You said to meet him and you weren't here. So that's kind of what I'm worried about is you said he would be here. She's like, well, I had some personal things to deal with in my life, so I couldn't be here. And the mom is like, we all have personal things to deal with, don't we? Uh, and the mom and the teacher's like, okay, what do you want? She's like, well, I just, I want to talk to you about what we're going to do. She's like, um, you know what? Why don't I just scrap this paper, say that it was a shoe. Um, mom can count it towards his grab. I'm just going to give him a B. She's like, well, that's not really what I wanted. Then what did you want? What? When you came here to talk to me, what did you want out of this conversation? Um, I don't know. She's like, oh, you wanted an A? And she like presses hard on the keyboard. There you go. He's got an A. Houston has an A. Like, that's not what I was expecting. She's like, okay, then what did you want? She's like, I just, I, is there something I could talk to? She's like, I just want to know why you weren't here last Thursday. My husband shot himself in the face. Got a gun, put it in his mouth, and pulled the trigger. He's gone. So I was dealing with that last Thursday. She's like, oh, I, I didn't know. Like, I know you didn't know because it's personal business. Like, oh, she's like, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what to say. Don't say anything. Um, Get the fuck out. <laughs> well, not yet, actually. Yeah. Um, and she's like, um, uh, oh, okay. I just, I don't know. Like a, a B is fine. Okay. There you go. Houston has a B. You can leave now. <laughs> and that scene is so good. Yeah. That sounds like it'd be a pretty good scene. Because that's what you want to say to those people whenever that happens in life and you just fucking can't. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's the emotional state of this person going into the rest of the film. I really love this film. Like, I really love this film. Um, it surprised me emotionally and on a horror level. There's a scene I almost cried at in the theater sitting next to awful obnoxious guy. Like, oh... Oh, this is so sad. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, like, just, it's very difficult to explain this movie. I want to show it to everybody. Okay. Except for E, because I know for a fact he could not handle it. Um, it's fucking intense. It sounds like it's up my alley, though. Um, just the psychological stuff got to me, and it actually got me with a couple jump scares. Um, it's, they're, they earned, they're joking. very well earned yeah. in this. I mean, it's 
almost like last week when I was telling you guys about that, that movie Possum, because that one's also like another psychological horror. But like a lot of it is just feeling unease yeah. throughout a lot of it. Like it's hard to describe that movie, not because of like spoiler reasons, but just because not a lot really happens until towards the end of the movie. Yeah. But like it's one of those like there's only a handful of jump scares. One of them did get me because like at that point in time, watching it at four o'clock in the morning, I was <laughs> super uneased while watching it alone at four o'clock in the morning watching these movies at four o'clock in the morning it's weird it's almost like i get off work at 2 30 in the morning it's almost like that e e E. multiple days there's one day there houston gets a b you can leave now no don't actually leave come back (laughs) it's the trick Uh, about e you tell him to leave he'll do it yeah (laughs) um i know with that one like if i showed you guys like the jump scare that got me you'd probably laugh at me but like because I, I was very easily well because of how uneasy i was like it, looking back at it it was a super dumb jump scare but because of the build-up to that jump scare it got me but put it put it on the scare the scale is like is like towards like the krampus and is it it's probably worse than krampus even but because sure? because of the really build-up to it it wasn't the jump scare itself it was the build-up to it well, that's the thing with the Krampus. Like, there's just not good build-up to Krampus, and that's why that one fails a lot. Yeah. I feel like if the build-up's um, fine, it's good. Yeah, I was going to say, if there was... Imagine the level of, like, the very last jump scare of Krampus. But, like, the build-up to it is super fucking intense. Okay. It's, it's like, that. that's the best way I can describe it. Because, like, I feel like I, I could at least show Dry that movie at one point in time. I'm on the fence on whether I can show E or not, especially after last week. The reason why I don't think I could show E the Nighthouse is because it's extremely anxiety inducing yeah so is this movie but like there's also like the very uncanny effect to a lot of what's going on with it i think the anxiety part is the key to not showing e a horror yeah. movie hi <laughs> that's you <laughs> listen to us dissect what we think you think of horror <laughs> i mean i could tell you what my limit is so flutes <laughs> that's what i got so flutes and heights whatever flutes in today's episode of star wars there was a flute, and that's the part you hated the most. What? I'm on to something. Where did that come from? <laughs> you hated the flute part. What? There's, there's a flute. There's a flute playing Wars. in the background during the uh, during the speeder scene. Oh, no. let's talk about the ending. <laughs> oh, I was talking about in the palace in Jabba's palace. The space flute. That's space slash jazz. space that harmonica. Space harmonica. Yeah, that's space jazz. That was a great part. Oh. <laughs> The salt, the, the actual melody, not the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, as you know, me and Dry have no idea what ticks with E whenever it comes to horror. I saw. It just like, makes me laugh the fact that we all three had a different scene in mind <laughs> with just flutes. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. But yeah, the night house. Yeah, it, it does sound interesting. You are selling it pretty well. I want to show it to everybody in the world. I'm nobody's talking about this movie online and I hate it. I hate that no one's talking about <laughs> it. Okay. You like it probably, but like even I forgot about it. So like it really is it's one of those we're still in a pandemic. Like people are still uneasy about watching movies and theaters and even then theaters are still recovering from existence. Yeah. And honestly, this is a movie that I don't think would have done well in theaters anyway. Like it's not an audience pleasing movie. Clearly not. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like the night house doesn't sound like the greatest movie ever. Right, exactly. They should have gave it a better name. Like, fine, you get a B. 
Here's the thing. It's like, fine, you get a B. Houston gets a B. Um, Houston gets a B. That's definitely not going to confuse people. Nope. And they're uh-huh. definitely not going to take their children to a movie called Houston gets a B. Nope, they would never do that. Um, all the scary stuff happens at night in the house. So. Okay, so I just have to watch day scenes. Those are the most anxious parts. Oh. Horror at night, anxious at day. <laughs> okay. So, so I got to watch the afternoon scenes. It's compounding. There's maybe one afternoon scene you might like. <laughs> the thing is, I think you could appreciate most of the movie, but I don't think you can handle the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Last thing, Plague Tale Innocence. Yes. Plague. Since last week, I started playing it and beat it. And caught the bubonic Love that plague. Game. Uh, lots of plague stuff. Lots of French stuff. Lots of 1349 stuff. 1379 okay. something. 13 something. 14th century. Whenever the plague was happening. Um, England. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you deal with the English Inquisition in this game. You do, actually. Um, Spanish Inquisition? No, it's English Inquisition in this. This is the Monty Python. Monty Python. Not not Monty Python, but Monty Python. That's that's their spinoff no one really liked. Yeah, it didn't didn't catch on. It's the French one. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um yeah it was very good uh there was one mission that i absolutely hated where you had to be very sneaky as the boy yeah i brought that up before um i think my biggest problem with the game is probably the mom character okay i can see that because She's like made to be this very important thing, but her work, even like the alchemist, because there's like a lot of alchemy stuff in this, even the alchemist um, in this, uh, the kid, he's a kid, he's like 10, is like, this is very simple, but I can work with it. Like he knew the parts already to like this thing that would cure the world or whatever, or cure the kid at least for a little while. Yeah. Um. Like, he already knew what to do, but he's like, oh, here we go now. Now I have all the keys to this thing that I think is very simple and have already done. So that was dumb. And then, like, there's a lot of weight put on the mom character in general of how important she is. And she's not. I didn't feel like there's a lot of weight put on, like, how important she was. I, I think there's just a lot of, like, she was very secretive on what was actually going on. And, like, part of the reason she had a hard time figuring out what was going on uh, for her research is because she refused to tell talk to literally anybody else about it. That's and she true. was trying to figure it out all on her own. And so it's once you got someone else in there that knew what they were talking about, like, oh yeah, it's she did some pretty good work, but she's missing this right here. Because that honestly happens a lot in real life too. That's she true. Forgot to carry the four. What? It, it kind of, seven yeah. feet away from his microphone? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Doesn't matter. I say non sequiturs at this point in the oh. podcast. What does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> um, honestly, like my one of my main gripes about that story or about it was in the storyline. It wasn't the mom. Like I kind of got what was going on with that character. It was almost like a Deus Ex Machina. You know, whenever she finally returns towards the end of the game, like because she does like exposition dump on like what she was doing and like why uh, he why your brother's important what's happening with him and blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. uh one of the main problems i actually had with it is like there's an entire mission called penance wherever the main character realizes that she's been a bad person to her little brother this entire time and she's 
realizing like she had a good reason to do like the things that she did, but she did it in a very dickish way. And like, um, kind of realizes that she was treating him badly. And that's why he ran away, um, during that time. Uh, and then later on when she gets a chance to apologize, she never actually tells him, I'm sorry for what I did to you. She just, uh, keeps on saying I did what I thought was best for you. And so that's something that I feel like is setting up other stuff in the story. Maybe, but like, that was one of my main big, that was one of my big things is like, she asks for forgiveness without actually asking for forgiveness or like admitting she did anything wrong. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. I remember, I remember that part actually. Um, that that's like one of my main gripes about the story of it. Other than that, I absolutely loved that game. I feel like that mission and the mission afterwards is setting up the sequel. Maybe there's like, like this little look between two very yeah. important characters on like the very almost the very end shot. There's a little bit after that still. Yeah, but like between bad guy and other person, there's like this look, and it makes you think like something weird happened. I was thinking that, but also I was thinking because it's called Plague Tale Innocence. I think in a sense, like it kind of show it kind of shows you know how he was very a very innocent boy at the beginning of this. And how his innocence is com- innocence is like completely lost by the end of it is yeah. the way that I looked at it at least. It's gonna be a sequel, Plague Tale Sense. Plague Tale Guilty. Uh oh. <laughs> Actually, I think it, there is a name for it already. Plague, Plague, Plague Tale, Tale Sin. Uninnocence. Let me see. I bet there's a, a title for it. Mouse but Tale. Plague <laughs> Tale. Sim. Five will goes west. <laughs> uh. I, I don't know. Chances are, like, if they do make a sequel, I'm probably going to play it and probably enjoy it. I'm actually pretty okay with how that game ended. I mean, they are making a sequel. It was yeah. already announced. It is called Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, okay. Embark on an emotional and breathtaking journey in the sequel to the award-winning A Plague Tale Innocence. Follow Amicia and her brother Hugo as they do whatever it takes to survive a brutal, uncaring world. Sounds like the first game. Yep, sounds exactly <laughs> like the first one. This takes place in Requiem for a Dream. Release date 2022. I bet but it's yeah, like, delayed. Honestly, though, I was pretty okay with the way that the first one ended. Like it, it ended in a way where it was kind of open, but everything gets settled in a way that I was okay with. It looks like they're 10 years older. So they're pretty much adults now. Yeah, it looks like Hugo's a teenager and she's an adult. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, and that sadly enough, there's actually one part that I kept on replaying, and you're probably gonna roll your eyes when I tell you what it was. Oh, I can download the press kit. <laughs> but um, I can't remember his name. Um, Hugo. No, um, Stuart the blacksmith's Little. son. Ralphie. I th- I th- something. I don't remember. I kept on replaying the scene or his last scene in that game. Because, like, I kept on, like, I knew that he was, like, that was going to be the end for him. Mm-hmm. But I kept on trying to keep it from happening. Oh, I didn't keep it, try to keep it from happening. Uh, I just, the lock-on, like, the only way that the combat works on the PS5 is you have to rely on the lock-on or else it's garbage. Oh. And the lock-on's fucking garbage, too. So I just kept not hitting people <laughs> in the head. Nice. And so I just, I think I did that scene, like, 12 times before I got okay. through it. Uh, I did that scene, like, 12 times. That's because, like... In a weird way, I kept on thinking to myself, like, maybe if I are uh, the people who are shooting arrows at us, if I keep killing them, maybe he'll get past it without dying. Even though I knew, like, that's exactly what it was leading up to. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. But I kept on replaying it, trying to get past it through that while there is other English Inquisition trying to kill me. I'm surprised it let you. It did it. That's why I had to keep replaying it. <laughs> I'm just being. I'm surprised the game let you just keep replaying that. <laughs> well, it's because I kept on like just going back to where the save point was before, right before that. 
Uh, but yeah, I actually really, really enjoyed that game. Like that's why I kept on trying to sell it to you. Of like, no, it's really good. You need to try it. And your eyes like, I don't play games with mouses. Zoom. I hate mice. <laughs> the rats, but I don't care. Yeah, there was whenever I played it, there was zero lock on, but I played on PC, so it was mouse and keyboard with it. So yeah, right, lock on probably would have actually messed up my aim if anything. Um, lock on is so important on that one. No, I, I, I could see why. <laughs> um. But I liked it. I especially like because I played on PS5. I played the PS5 remastered version that was free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Um, looks great. Plays great. Love the controller stuff. Love feeling rats crawling around in my hands for eight hours. Because it really feels like there's creatures yeah. crawling around in your hands. Yeah, rats yeah. in your hands. No, I could see that. Like, even uh, with the PC version of it, like, the way that they did the, the audio of it while you're going through a lot of those rat-infested places, you feel like you're surrounded by a bunch of creepy crawlies. Yeah, it's great. It uh, takes advantage of the uh, PS5 sound stuff. Yeah. So really, really nice 3D audio. Yeah. I will say a bunch of rats going. I think probably weirdly enough, the creepiest thing that happened to me while I was playing that game is uh, I don't know if I remember t- if you remember me telling you the story, but like uh, this is at my old apartment. Uh, first time I played it, like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, something <laughs> like that. I heard a knock at my door. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, like one of my neighbors knocked on my door and asked if he could use my cell phone. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. You, yeah. You told that story on this podcast. Yeah. That that happened while I was playing Plague Tale. <laughs> nice. And uh, and he was a rat the whole time. <laughs> I mean, he basically used my phone so he could try to hit on women on Facebook. It was a weird experience all the way around. And you're like, I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> this is an emergency. I need to get laid. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like. Because <laughs> you like, you like, he told me, like, hey, I really need to use your phone for like five minutes. I'll bring it back to you. And I was like, just you can use it right here. Like, I'll just sit here and talk with you while you use it. I'm not letting you take my phone to your apartment. Did you tell him that? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I would too. People get upset with you when you say stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, they get upset when he's you like, just tell I, them he's like, But I need to like use a computer or like a phone. Was like, and like I just logged out of Facebook and I was like, here, you can use mine kind of thing. And like he just like was sitting there using it and he's just like, oh yeah, like not everyone likes to let me like use their stuff. I've been knocking on doors for a while. I'm like, you probably should have quit earlier, but like, I didn't yeah. tell him that, but that's what I was thinking. And he's like, all right. So what do you think this lady's hot? <laughs> I didn't find out until afterwards. Like once he gave me his phone back, cause he never logged out of Facebook. I looked like, I looked at what he was doing and yeah, he was just like telling women that he's a millionaire. <laughs> and they're like, I'm not even kidding. You remessaged all of them. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a dumb, dumb. And I stole, I should have, <laughs> I really should have. I just, like, I just <laughs> logged out and I was like, I, I need to get this memory out of my head. This message of 10 women. I'm a millionaire. All right, next one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually only a hundredaire. <laughs> sad smiley face. Wait. <laughs> you wait. I, re- I know where I messed up here. <laughs> Frowny face. Sad smiley face. Is that just neutral at that point or does yeah. one overpower that's, the other? That's when you get the face that's just the line. Yeah, that one. That's the face. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that you can see in this audio only podcast. Uh-huh. You know <laughs> the face. One thing that I like is that the, this is the last thing I'll say, and it's very spoilery. Kind of, it's spoilery on characters, I guess. Yeah, but they just ditch like this super creepy, ominous villain that you face at the beginning of the game in the armor. Like he's there, but then like you get rid of him, and it turns out the actual villain is the Pope. Kind of. Well, actually, I think I know the villain you're talking about. He chases you throughout most of the game. You do fight him. Yeah, but like they just abandon him for the Pope. 
kind of <laughs> kind of in the weird way of like oh like this guy has been chasing you but he's been part of a bigger threat all along who do you yeah. think gave him the armor he's oh, like the darth vader the to the phone. palpatine very much yeah except for yeah, what like, if you killed darth vader <laughs> but yeah the pope is very much added like at the end of the game <laughs> yeah and it, super creepy yeah like very very creepy 100% the pope not even a joke it's literally the pope yeah <laughs> that's what's so fun that. It's so it's so good. Which one? To be fair, there's a lot of historical Ooh. documents saying that like popes of the past were fucking horrible. So, oh, of the past. Yeah, that's good. That that's over then. Yeah, that it's totally not of now, but just of the past. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, it's getting late for us. E. Hi. If people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We got a link tree. L i n k t r dot e e slash l o i p. That gives you all the links to our socials and our listeners. That's my favorite cereal. <laughs> listen to audio only cereal yeah. listen you take a bite of it you just hear yeah <laughs> <laughs> you did it <laughs> most important meal of the day <laughs> we got an email the last ones in podcasts at gmail.com which together is the last ones in podcasts at gmail.com send us your cereal yeah <laughs> did it <laughs> uh robbie get us out of this hot room okay so dude uh please be kind to one another if you're out and about make sure to stay six feet away wear a mask wash your hands for at least 20 seconds get vaccinated if you can but if not do what you can to stay home stay alone stay alive and whether you've been with us since the very beginning or this is the first time you've listened to us thanks for listening Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, in the chat tonight. Yeah. Uh, e, again, 70 feet from the mic. I'm maintaining my social distance. I don't think it is, but it's very funny for us. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody. Let me click this button over here that does things. Um, like Robbie said, be safe out there. Uh, we'll talk to you. Maybe next week? At a higher pitch? We might have a live show next week. Why not? That's up in the air still. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, have a good one, people. Bye. Bye.